This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing why rate of return expectations are critical for your retirement plan. Mike, I came across a recent study comparing clients' expected rates of return and those of their advisors. And what was really interesting is there was a big gap. So let me explain. So the study, again, was done by Visual Capitalists. They did a survey of 8,550 individual investors and 2,700 financial advisors. And they asked them what were their return expectations for equities. They then looked at it country by country to see if there was much of a difference between countries or is this sort of a a global universal thing. So Mike, what was some of the big disconnect on that? Well, one of the biggest, so we'll start with the main market. We'll go to S&P 500. The average investor was expecting returns of 12.8% going forward. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? That's a pretty good return. Yeah. So that's globally, the average investor was expecting almost 13% a year from their equities. Now, you wonder why they come up with that number, because realistically speaking, since 1928, the average return has been, it's been very strong. It's been 11.5, but I think that's an incredible number. I couldn't imagine expecting more than that, but Obviously, the average investor is expecting a little bit more of the S&P 500 going forward. So when we look at the average advisor who's advising those clients, they're only expecting 9% from equities going forward. It's a big disconnect. It's a big disconnect. And and the expectation for advisors kind of makes sense because we know the U.S. has had a great run. And typically, after a great run, returns are a little muted. And I don't pit think people fully understand sometimes how much the rate of return expectations affect the success rate of plan. We do Monte Carlo analysis on a plan. If you drop returns by 3%, most of our plans that are between 90 and 100 would drop between 50 and 60. Percent success rate. Percent success rate, yeah. So uh, we always look at, you know, what's some of the evidence? So Vanguard, who are one of the biggest money managers in the world, they have done a quantitative model to forecast returns for the next 10 years. For U.S. stocks, they figured U.S. stocks would return somewhere between 4.1 and 6.1%. They thought global stocks would do a little bit better, somewhere between 6.4 and 8.4. And and their expectations do make sense because the U.S. has outperformed the world. Chances are they're going to underperform the world for the next 10 years. And that's just the way the market typically works. There's still a huge disconnect between the almost 13% that the average investor is forecasting. How big a disconnect? The average investor is expecting a 42% higher return, or as you said, Mike, over 3% a year higher return. If we look at the average investor, they're actually expecting an 11% higher return than the market has delivered for the last 98 years. Yeah. That's another big disconnect. 
And I think a lot of it is because of recency bias, because the U.S. market has had a great 10 years. And you know what's funny? We, we go to a lot of these dimensional or DFA conferences. And have you ever, we've been going for what, 15 years now? How, how long we've been, I think? Yeah, almost 18 years. 18 years. It, in that time, have you ever seen just a rate of return given expectations? It's no. All, it, it's always called by anyone who's very, let's say, educated in the marketplace. They talk about risk premiums and they never get these overall rates of return. And whenever you see these people putting out the rates of return, it's it has, it's meaningless if you don't go around the background of market conditions. And it's funny when we talk with DFA, they're always saying, what's guaranteed money give you? And they want a risk premium over that guaranteed money. But it's funny, whenever you go and ask people, they're really just concerned whether I get 10%. If you're back in the 80s, inflation was at you know, 12, 14%, 10% isn't doing you much good. Today, I think pretty much everyone would be pretty happy with 10%, although that's not the expectation. So let's go back to some of the data. Visual capitalists then went and looked at it country by country. So in the US, the investor was expecting 15.6% for the next 10 years. The average advisor was expecting 7%. That's a huge disconnect there, 8.6% per year. In Australia, the gap was a little closer, but Australians on average were expecting 12.5%. Their advisors were expecting just under 7%, so not quite as big a disconnect. Japan, 13.6 versus 8.7. And even in Canada, Canadian investors are expecting 106 Versus the advisor expecting six and a half. I guess we always ask ourselves why people don't have enough money to retire. If people are expecting these types of returns, you wouldn't have to do much savings, would you? Right. You yeah. might have enough money saved up already. So why do I need to continue to save if I'm going to earn 10% of my money going forward? It also helps to explain why a lot of clients are constantly talking about rate of return and worried that the rate of return isn't enough because their expectations are through the roof. Yeah. Sometimes we come off a double digit year and some people are actually disappointed. You're banging your head against the table. You know, if you're, when I figure if you're in a balanced portfolio and you're ever in a double digit situation, I think that's fantastic in there. But, you know, some people have the expectations that can go a lot more than that. We then looked at which countries had really high expectations. So there were four of them that had above 14% in terms of their expectations. The US, Chile, Mexico, and Singapore. Now, other than Chile, Mexico, and the US being reasonably close to together, that's the only connection I can make. Singapore doesn't quite meet that model. Countries with low expectations, so countries that had lower expectations, less than 10%, Italy, Switzerland, UK, and France, well, we can all at least say they're in Europe. So that does make some sense. So why does all this matter? Mike, why, if there's a big disconnect between what the advisor thinks the portfolio is going to get and the client thinks, why is that important for retirement planning? Well, when you're doing the retirement plan, as we were talking about, that's the most important part is, I mean, inflation rate's a big assumption, but inflation rate's been pretty consistent and steady. But the rate of return you tack on those investments is going to have a great deal of impact on the success of that plan. And if yourself and the client are on two different planets on what the returns are, you're really making two totally different plans. The other piece that I think is important is 
look at those expectations. Those are for a 100% equity portfolio. Very, very few retired or recently retired individuals have all equity portfolios. Their returns are going to be dramatically lower than that because they're going to have anywhere up to 50% in fixed investments, which are at best maybe only going to give you 4 to 6%. So we've got a disconnect. So what are some of the reasons why this gap exists? Because there have to be some some solid evidence. Why why is there this disconnect still there today? Well, clients have different, different, different risk tolerances. So different clients are willing to take on a different amount of risk, which will result in different returns. So your returns are going to be, you know, when you hear this expectation of a 14 or 15% rate of return, but when you ask that same person, you're okay with losing 40% of your money next year, and they say, absolutely not you have a problem. And that's one of the main disconnects we have in there. We've always talked about downside risk. And so you're absolutely right, Mike. Like some clients can tolerate a 20% down year for their total portfolio. Some can barely tolerate a 0% down year. So every client is a little bit different. Number two, what about time horizon? How important is that? makes a big difference how much risk you can you might have the risk tolerance personally but you may not have the time time horizon to deal with that risk you may start to need to draw from your portfolio and if you need to start to draw from your portfolio on let's a reasonable basis where you're taking let's say in excess of four or five percent a year you can't afford to have those drops and those drops have a big effect on your long-term financial plan it's the order of returns that really affect how your plan works out so if you have a short time horizon, unfortunately, you can't have that 100% equity portfolio. Another reason why the gap exists is all to do with current market conditions. We're coming off a great year in 2023. And so expectations are high. And, and yet it's actually the reverse of what it should be because after a strong year, future returns are likely to be lower. After a poor year, future returns are likely to be higher, but investors get very confused with that. Another is the communication gap. Maybe the advisor's not doing a good job laying out the framework of what future returns might look like. Maybe they're trying to tell you their portfolio will earn 10% because they want you as a client. Yeah, it's one of the problems with the industry. Everyone is going and trying to get one, get someone to sign up to be a client which means they're going to exaggerate returns to try to encourage that person to to come with them. A terrible solution because the reality is you're better off being much more conservative with all your return expectations and conservative return expectations make for a very successful plan. Aggressive return expectations make for a very risky and unsuccessful plan. It completely it completely works that way. You put a really volatile portfolio in there with high expectations, and you can really hit the wrong side of the failure rate when you're running a Monte Carlo, which helps to determine whether the plan's going to be successful. Another reason that gap exists is experience and expertise. If you're working with an advisor that's been in the business at least 10 years, they've had to live with the ups and downs of the market, but also the ups and downs and the reaction to their clients to the market. And all of those things are important. Investment knowledge, why is that important, Mike? There are some clients that just understand the markets better than others. 
when the markets go down, they understand there will be a recovery. There are some people that don't have that amount of investment knowledge. When the markets go down, they panic and they want to move to something more conservative. Another one, emotional bias. People people react differently to the those ups and downs. Fear and greed. Fear are, and greed. Those are the two emotions that, that create the markets. And And we've actually learned that greed is sometimes even more dangerous than fear. Yep. When markets are really doing well and having a great year, investors want to even do better. They want to own those five or six stocks that are are reaching new highs every day because they're they're expecting those stocks to continue to reach new highs every day going forward. There's there's a very good reason behind it, behind having a very experienced financial advisor. People can smell fear, and when you're a new advisor and things are going wrong. You stink of fear. <laughs> I mean, you just do because it's your first experience going through that. You're trying to run a business. You don't know if your business is going to fall apart. You don't know what your future looks like. So you have fear inside you and clients smell fear. We've been through this many times before. I'm not saying they don't affect us. I hate bad markets as much as anyone else, but I understand it's part of investing. I'm not fearful of them. I'm just waiting for it to recover out of them. So there's real no fear and there's a bit of confidence when people are meeting with an advisor with a bit of confidence, they they share that and they can they can stick to the plan much easier. So Mike, what's required to close this gap? Obviously the gap exists. The the gap exists all around the world. It doesn't matter which country, the gap is bigger in some than others, but there's there's still a 20 to 30% gap difference between rates of return. And that's going to lead to a lot of disappointed clients, a lot of frustrated financial advisors. We have tremendous amounts of good data now. I mean, the data we have available is incredible. We can give you a very good idea of how your portfolio will be expected to perform in the future. And we can also put standard deviations around that. And I hate to use that on a podcast, these terms, but I mean, what a standard deviation is, it's a techo term which saying how bad can things get and how good can things get. And we can surround your portfolio expectations with this and give you an idea of what can happen in the future. So all the data is there. It's just a matter of people understanding the data or at least accepting the truth of the data. At the end of the day, financial advisors do play a critical role in managing these expectations and helping to set realistic expectations for retirement planning. If that's done properly, you will have a great plan. You'll be able to spend as much money as you want to spend if the plan allows for it. And we've put a lot of people to and through retirement. And what we've seen is this process really, really works well. And at the end of the day, our clients are extremely happy because they get to live the life that they wanted to live. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to subscribe so that you can have your best retirement ever. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. 
Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.